This episode of the Lutheran Cartographer is brought to you by the Ron Paul Homeschool Curriculum. If you're looking for a good curriculum, check it out at lutherancartographer.com homeschool. The Lutheran Cartographer, episode 34. Welcome to the Lutheran Cartographer, the podcast where we explore what it's like to be Lutheran in different places. I'm your host, Nicholas Weber. Today we're going to Casper, Wyoming to talk to Pastor John Olson. He is the pastor of Trinity Lutheran Church. Pastor Olson, welcome to the show. Thank you. Help orient us geographically. Most people know where Wyoming is, but where exactly in Wyoming are we in Casper? Almost right in the middle of the state. In terms of within the country, we are the least populated state in the United States. Right around a half a million people. Casper itself is 58,000 people. We're the second most populated city by like a couple thousand. I think uh, Laramie is the, the more populated. That's where the University of Wyoming is. Casper really uh, is like a prairie island. There, there are no cities around us to speak of. Once you drive out of the city limits, it's prairie, sagebrush, a little bit of rolling hills. Within Casper, we're at the foot of Casper Mountain, just part of the Laramie Range. It's a small town, uh, relatively speaking, of course. There's a Target, a Starbucks, pretty much everything we'd want. The only thing missing is a Culver's. We're from the Midwest, uh, so we miss that. Occasionally, we'll go to Cheyenne and eat there. Okay, so that that kind of gives us an idea where we are in the state. So you've already started to touch on what are some of the best things about about being in Casper. Yeah, well, in Casper itself, there's uh, two Missouri Synod churches. Um, One is the one that I'm the pastor at. It'll be four years in October. Uh, And the other is uh, across town, Mount Hope Lutheran Church. They have a classical school as well. And... uh, the best thing about living here is our children get to go to a classical Lutheran school and, um, and our churches work together. Uh, we're not at odds. Uh, the pastors at both churches get along wonderfully. Our families are growing up together. There's a lot of young families uh, at both churches and uh, we do a lot of things together that way. Um, yeah, that's a little bit about, I don't know if you want to get into the theological side of what it's like here, but... Let's get into that a little later. Uh, let's talk now about the um, flip side. What what are some of the challenges about being in Casper? Well, it's very far from family. My family's from Wisconsin, so my dad's there, my sister's in Missouri, Emily's parents are in Missouri, that's my wife. We have other relatives in Ohio and Illinois. So that makes it a little difficult. Casper does have a so-called international airport. Um, Pretty much everything goes to Denver from here or Salt Lake City. Um, But we can get out and we can fly where we need to. But my wife and I have six children and flying really is not in the cars at this point. Other than that, I've lived a lot of different places but I, I prefer where I am at these days more than any. That is fantastic. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to Casper. 
Well, I had been a, a pastor in um, southwest Minnesota, Pipestone, Minnesota, for uh, about seven or eight years. And then um, the last couple of years served a vacancy, which became a dual parish with that same congregation. I was called to out of seminary in Pipestone, Minnesota. Uh, the other church that became a dual parish with us was in Jasper. And uh, that was a couple of years. And then one day I received a phone call from our uh, wonderful district president, John Hill, that uh, in which he told me that I had been called to Trinity Casper and was I willing to, um, was I available for a call? And I said, absolutely. And long story short, I've been here since October of 2016. And um, I've been a lot of other places. I'd grown up in Milwaukee. I was, uh, I went to Fort Wayne Seminary, served a, or did a year of exchange at Cambridge University in England. Uh, happened to meet my wife there. Uh, she's from Ohio. Vickered in Norwalk, Connecticut. Uh, so I, I've been all over in terms of large cities, small cities. Um, my Our kids don't know any different because they all were raised in Pipestone. So they think this is the big city. Um, occasionally we'll be driving on the freeway and see off in the distance, like Indianapolis or Chicago or St. Louis. And we'll just have to, we try to tell them that's, that's really a big city. Um, they've probably never even seen a skyscraper up close. So um, in terms of what is preferable, uh, I kind of shared some of the questions I might be asked with my wife the last couple of days and just to get her input. And she agrees this is the best place that we've been. Excellent. So let's then talk about how you would um... – approach talking about what it's like to be Lutheran in the Casper area? Yeah, um, it is, uh, there are many different churches here. Uh, the, the largest ones tend to be uh, Roman Catholic or the sort of big box, um, non-denominational, um, more entertainment worship style. We are um, not of that variety. We're we're probably middle, you know, average size in terms of um, Missouri Synod congregations, about um, 350 to 400, and then on Sunday about 150 in worship. Um, but we are very, very liturgical. Uh, my background as a, as a seminarian was to, um, I did my field work at Redeemer in Fort Wayne, Indiana with Pastor Peterson, and uh, I learned uh, quite a bit of the higher liturgical practices. Um, I'm also wise enough to know I will never use everything that I learned um, here, but uh, we, we're, we're probably considered um, more of the uh, higher church liturgical flavor with chanting and um, solid hymns, pretty much strictly setting three in the Lutheran service book. Um, solid hymnody, uh, divine service, communion every Sunday. Um, and what's wonderful is the, the church across town does the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that provides a lot of uh, unity within Lutheran circles 
and it, it is a, a great benefit. I've been elsewhere where the churches did not really see eye to eye or get along, and um, here they do, and I'm really, really thankful for that. Yeah, that is definitely a blessing. So you've mentioned that kind of that um, that the larger places are Roman Catholic. Does in the general population of Wyoming is there an awareness of what Lutheranism is, or is it a more obscure thing? Yeah, that's a, that, that's more to the point of I think what you were asking. Um, sorry about that. Um, well, I think for the most part the people who come here had been Lutheran before they came to Casper. We we do get some converts from Catholicism disappointed with the leftward drift uh, that that church body's undergone. Um, we we tend to get members uh, who move here, work in the oil and gas industry um, in terms of uh, having been Missouri Synod Lutheran in the Midwest. Um, don't see a lot of East Coast or West Coast people moving to Casper. It just doesn't happen. Um, but also, the, the church I'm a pastor at has been here. Uh, it's the older church. We're actually the mother church of the uh, of Mount Hope. Um, we've been here since 18 or 1917. So there's there's a long uh, history here, Missouri Synod Lutheran, um, also within the state uh, since the late 1890s, I think. Um, and mostly the members move around cities depending on jobs, what's available in the state. Um, being oil and gas, uh, pretty, they're diversifying the economy a little bit probably way more than it was 15, 20 years ago, but even still, you got to go where the jobs are. And sometimes that's Casper, and we're glad to have members come and check us out. Yeah, absolutely. So you've mentioned your six children. What's it like to raise a family in Casper? Well, like I said, it's wonderful. There's a, there's a school, and uh, that was a, a major consideration when uh, – I was called to be the pastor here. Uh, we had been homeschooling um, in Pipestone, Minnesota. Pipestone is a southwest corner of that state. Um, prairie, no hills, very flat, lots of farming, um, but no schools. Uh, they they would have had a public school. We weren't too thrilled with that idea. Um, so we had been homeschooling and for a call to come with a Lutheran, and we had been looking into classical education and actually we're um, doing classical education with our children um, at the homeschool level and then to have the opportunity to come here where it was a uh, classical lutheran school with a ch church and pastor that i get along with um, that we agree in doctrine and practice is a wonderful thing that is really a blessing yeah so Let's talk next about kind of one of the stereotypes that people have about Wyoming, and I'd be interested to hear if that's true or not, and that is that the weather is terrible and the winters are brutal. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I'll just, I'll be honest, the weather is terrible at times. Um, we will get 50 to, it's sometimes 50 to 100 mile an hour winds coming off the mountain. Oh, wow. Um, the 100 mile an hour winds are rare, but, uh, you know, 
I think Chicago's called the Windy City. Uh, they don't really have much on us concerning wind. Um, we will get constant winds of 20 to 30 some days with, you know, probably typical gusts, 40 to 50. And it gets, it does get old. It gets tiresome. Um, but then God will give us a break and we'll get, like today, just a little breeze. And it's 60 right now at 9 in the morning. It'll warm up to barely 80. No humidity. Absolutely none. Um, which, growing up in the Midwest, is a, is wonderful. Um, yeah, I get the use of a little bit of the dry air, things like that. But uh, with no humidity, we, uh, we don't have mosquitoes. Great. Yeah. Um, there is snow. Uh, but because we live in Casper, we know what to do with the snow. We go ski. Um, we have a downhill slope called Hoganon Ski Area, and also uh, cross-country skiing, um, one of the, the best cross-country uh, trail systems in the country, um, and just beautiful. And, you know, the cross-country skiing is on the side of a mountain, so a lot of the cross-country skiing we do is downhill with cross-country skis, which makes it very exciting. Um, our whole family skis, uh, and so we know what to do with the snow. And, and here it melts. Um, we don't typically get long stretches of below zero weather like we would get in Minnesota in January and February. Here it's, you get a couple days and then the snow melts. There's no snow on the ground for two months. It pretty much melts within a week at the most. I see. Okay. Let's take a moment for a word from our sponsor. At this time, a lot of parents and grandparents are considering keeping their children at home when the government schools open back up in the fall, and I would encourage you to do the same. If you're looking for a curriculum, I would recommend checking out the Ron Paul Homeschool Curriculum. This will teach your children well how to live in the left-hand kingdom with classes in business, natural sciences, as well as college prep, in addition to all the usual subjects that you would expect from any curriculum, such as mathematics and history. Best thing about this curriculum is that it is self-directed after the third grade, so you don't have to pull your hair out trying to stay a step ahead of your children in the curriculum. If you're interested, I'd recommend checking it out at lutherancartographer.com slash homeschool. That's lutherancartographer.com slash homeschool. Let's get back to our guest. Let's say that someone is considering a move to rural America. So just in general, at this time with the coronavirus, people are increasingly uncomfortable in the city. What would your general advice, not necessarily to Casper, but what would you say to somebody who's looking to maybe move to a more rural area? What should they know? Well, they should certainly look for their church first. Um, I know... Um, Pastors would always do that, right? Um, but uh, lady tend to a little bit more focused on their job and, and financial things, and that's obvious, obviously important. Um, schools are important. Um, but I, I, I really think in these days of um, theological um, kind of upheaval with recent Supreme Court decisions and the number of different things that we're dealing with in morals, 
uh, you need to find a church that is soundly Lutheran. Um, and I, I, I would think that uh, Wyoming itself is a, uh, a great draw for that, not just for pastors, but for, for laity who are tired of um, disunity. But within our district, we're, we're pretty unified. And uh, I can just speak for Casper. We are, we are here as well. Good deal. What other things should people, uh, what you did right now and talk about the, the importance of church is absolutely, the, I'd say, one of the, the most important thing as you're looking for word and sacrament and can continue to be fed. And um, what other parts would you say in terms of general advice for people thinking about rural, um, move to a more rural location? Yeah, um, well, in rural living, you, you can't go hunting in the big city. And uh, that would be a, another thing to consider if you're an outdoors person, you like hiking. We have a mountain. Um, we call it our mountain. Uh, and we use it pretty regularly. There's some beautiful walking and hiking trails there. Um, like I said, they're skiing. But uh, where we live, um, I, I started hunting in Minnesota, um, just deer. And then I received a call here. My, my brother-in-law works for Cabela's corporate. And I told him where I was called. And he said, oh, John, that, that's like one of the best hunting outdoors places to be in the country. Um, there's the Platte River that runs through town. I didn't mention that. So we have fly fishing on the river. Uh, you can hunt not only deer. Uh, we have two types of deer, um, mule, mule deer and whitetail. But uh, you can hunt elk if you're really into hunting. You can hunt bears, mountain lions, um, everything here, antelope. Um, so if you're, if you're an outdoors person, you like camping, uh, those sorts of things. Um, you like wide open spaces. We're not quite Montana with big sky country, but um, we're, we're very, because of the less de densely populated area, you can get out in the country and be by yourself pretty within 10 minutes. Um, and that can be on the mountain skiing in a half an hour. Uh, I can go hunt deer in half an hour. Uh, so being rural uh, in that way, just outdoor stuff and hunting is, uh, that's a great advantage. Absolutely. Yeah. So at this time, when we're recording this on the 17th of June, uh, a lot of places, including my home state of Washington, are in the stages of lockdown over the coronavirus. What's it like in Wyoming in that regard? Right now in Wyoming, um, we've had uh, five or six continuances from the governor and his uh, health department person. Um, and the first three or four were getting increasingly more restrictive. Um, and, uh, actually, the fourth one was concerning because they were giving our uh, churches directions regarding communion practice. And uh, the pastors and our district president felt that that was stepping into an area that one, they had no competency in, and two, uh, they did not belong. And so we, uh, it had to do with uh, in the communion um, 
distribution itself and also the pastor having to wear a mask and the, the language used was must and shall. And uh, we, we um, respectfully disagreed, sent letters to the governor, our district president went and met with the governor um, and just laid out our protections afforded to us in the constitution and the bill of rights. Um, and, and just said, you're, you're crossing the line in some of these things. And we'd really appreciate it if you would scale back the language a little bit and uh, use uh, less restrictive words than must and shall. And um, they heard us out. The health department person didn't really uh, care to hear that. But um, the, the orders since have uh, lightened up on the language and have used if it is possible and uh, strongly encourage and things like that. So that made us very happy. Um, just just being narrowly focused on what went on in, uh, in the church within within the state and restaurants and business um we our governor his name is mark gordon he was very careful to not just close everything down right away but he was very particular with being very um aware uh, wyoming is a it's a very conservative state um generally well always votes republican um, but it, it is probably more libertarian leaning uh, than it is actual Republican um, in terms of political stuff. Uh, it's pretty much like cowboys. Um, leave us alone. We'll defend ourselves. And, and we uh, won't get into your business kind of thing. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't get into our business. We won't get into yours. Um, so with, with that, you know, we really just have to deal with the local things. And uh, our, our restaurants have all opened back up. Um, people are pretty tired of it. And you go out in the stores and people will, they're being polite and they're keeping their distances. But I, I would say two thirds of the people don't wear masks. A third of them are wearing them. Um, I'm not, you know, I, I don't think many of, well, my, myself and my, my members are not judgmental of those who are concerned about those things. But Likewise, we expect the same treatment that uh, we'll be left alone to uh, express our conscience in the way we see fit in terms of those types of things. Our churches had no um, COVID cases and uh, neither has the other church in town. So uh, we're very happy with that. Our nursing homes are still on lockdown. There's a, a little bit of work to be done there in terms of being able to see members who have not seen since March. Mm, wow. uh, I'm going to be calling. They, they, they're, they're trying to open up. Um, I, I would say I would setting aside the communion practice issues where we think they overstep their bounds. Uh, the governor's done a, a very fair and even job with um, not being too uh, alarmist with, the COVID things, but actually letting the statistics of the state kind of drive what we're doing. And um, we don't, I, I don't even think we have 2000 cases. I haven't looked in a month, so I, I don't know for sure, but um, so that's, that's a little bit about that. All right. So now let's say that you've got a friend coming into town. We've talked about the hunting, the outdoor activity. 
what things would you point them to in terms of things to do or things to see or places to eat? Yeah. Um, we have a few, obviously we have all pretty much all the chain restaurants like Outback and Texas Roadhouse and stuff like that. But I would direct them more to the local. Uh, there's, there's really three, three or four main restaurants. Uh, they're owned by the same people, but they're, they're more local. Um, one is Fire Rock Steakhouse. It's probably the higher end, better steakhouse uh, in Casper. Um, we also have a Wyoming ribbon chop house. Um, I'll just tell you, my preference is the Fire Rock one because it's on my side of town and I think the food's better. Um, so they have, our, our beef uh, out here is fantastic. If it's not from Wyoming, it's from Montana. So it's uh, delicious eating. Um, there's a couple restaurants, Johnny J's and J's Pub, Wyoming Ale Works. All these places are owned by the same people, um, and they're, they're all really good restaurants. We have a lot of microbrew offers for uh, different flavors of beer. Um, there's a couple pri private business, um, like Rocca's Pizza is really good. Cottage Cafe, uh, my wife really loves that place. They do salads and uh, lighter fare, um, but really good coffee. Um those would be the places I'd eat. Uh, we don't really have a mall anymore, so we really couldn't do that. Um, we did have one, but uh, the, the big box department stores started moving out, um, with Sears and Macy's. And now with the COVID stuff, uh, I was just looking at Best Buy and they only, they have uh, curb pickup pretty much. You look online, get what you want, go and pick it up or have it shipped. They don't even let you in the store. Um, some places do, but uh, we have Walmart and Sam's Club. Um, but uh, family time is important to us, and we would just enjoy having them um, at our house, grilling, grilling out in the backyard, um, and just uh, sitting as a family and visiting. Uh, when the when the wind's not blowing, the outdoors is the place to be. And I would say, you know, in terms of wind blowing, that's maybe a hundred days out of the 365 we have. So, all right, excellent. So let's now transition as we start to to come to the end of the podcast. I want to make sure to give you the opportunity to point our listeners listeners to anything that you would like to, whether that's um, your church's website, places to follow you online. Where would you like to point our listeners towards? Yeah, you can. Uh... Check out tlc-casper.org. Um, I'm not a great uh, blogger. Uh, what I mean by that is I, I don't update regularly. I did a little bit more of it during the beginning days of the COVID things. Um, but uh, we don't stream our services. Uh, but I will, obviously, I'll send out sermons and do whatever we can that way. Uh, but come and visit uh, our church. Church is at 9 o'clock um, Sunday mornings. Usually uh, you'd only have one service to go to. At this time we have two with the COVID recommendations and social distancing. But I think that'll be coming to an end uh, next month. So we'll just be back to one. Um, the Mount Hope is another 
great church to check out. Uh, they're at nine o'clock as well on the west side of town. Um, if you're if you're a sleeper in and want to go to church in Glenrock, where I'm the pastor right now, I'm serving a vacancy there. Uh, that's at two o'clock. Uh, if you really um, like small rural parishes with faithful people, that is a great church as well. Wonderful people, solidly Lutheran. Um, if you like singing solid Lutheran hymns, Casper is the place to come. I do like singing a good solid Lutheran hymn. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So thanks so much for your time today, Pastor Olson. What are your parting thoughts for our listeners? Just that, uh, you know, with the COVID crisis and all the, all the ramifications of the lockdowns, I, I think, um, there's going to be a lot of mental health issues um, related to that. I'm starting to see some of that happen even now. I, I don't think we fully understand what um, forbidding people to socialize does to a person's mind. Um, so emotionally, mentally, there's going to be a lot of work to do. And I, I would pray that our, our members and um, people listening to this reach out to their pastors uh, if they're feeling lonely um, or if they're just frustrated with it all and talk and hear God's word um, and have prayer, even if it's over the phone. Uh, I was camping in South Dakota and I saw a lot of plates from Minnesota, I think, escaping uh, their very restrictive lockdown. And um, I, that, I think, indicates a lot of people are getting tired of this. Uh, to be sure, we need to be... Um, careful and aware of medical things, but uh, we also need to uh, hear God's word, um, gather with the faithful. Internet services are, are not, uh, should never be considered a replacement for actual flesh and blood meeting with brothers and sisters in Christ around the Lord's gifts. So that would be my prayer for everybody listening. Amen. Thank you again. God's peace. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Lutheran Cartographer. Quick correction to the church's website. Trinity is at tlc-casper.com. And you can find links to Pastor Olson's church's website and all the other great things that he mentioned at the show notes page at lutherancartographer.com slash 34. Before you go, I encourage you to check out that homeschool curriculum if you're interested. That's at lutherancartographer.com slash homeschool. And as well, make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast on Stitcher or on iTunes so you don't miss an episode. And while you're there, I'd appreciate it if you'd leave me a rating and a review so that more people will see this podcast. Thanks again for listening. I'm Nicholas Weber. I'll talk to you soon.